0: Who likes stories? Anyone? Well, three of you. Three of you. It's going to be a long morning. Okay. Um, could we have the young ones down to the front, please? So it was interesting to see who thinks of themselves as young, but certainly primary school age, I expect you down at the front, that'd be good. So for those of you that like stories, I've got a real treat for you today, because I've got not one, not two, but three stories for you, okay? And uh, I've got a theory that everyone likes stories, even the grown-ups, not just the young people, but um, there's different types of stories, some stories we know are true, Some stories we know are completely made up, and then other stories we know some of the facts, but not all of the facts. Well, this first story is about the prayer. It's three different stories about three different prayers. And we don't know all the details, but we do know that Amy was a real person. There's a a picture of Amy, um, Amy Carmichael, born a long time ago. In 1867, even before I was born. Imagine that. But there she is. That's a picture of Amy when she was grown up. But this story is about Amy when she was still quite small, probably about the same age as some of you. So um, Amy was very blessed. She was born into a lovely family, lived in a lovely home, and they were quite rich, so they had lots and lots of nice things. But there was one thing that Amy didn't have. One thing that she really wanted. But one thing that money couldn't buy. Now you can't tell from that picture because it's black and white. But Amy had beautiful big brown eyes. But Amy didn't want big brown eyes. I don't know why. Amy had always wanted blue eyes. She wanted big blue eyes and she was really jealous of all the friends who had blue eyes so one day she decided that she was going to do something about this so before she went to bed one night she knelt by the side of the bed and she closed her eyes put hands together and she said dear God I really want blue eyes please make my brown eyes blue and then she got into bed and the next day she was really excited to see Her blue eyes. So she jumped out of bed, ran across the room to the mirror, looked in the mirror at her eyes. Still brown? Well, not to worry, she thought. Maybe. Maybe I'm not praying hard enough. So the next night, before she got into bed, she knelt by the side of her bed, and she closed her eyes and put her hands together. And she said, God, I really want blue eyes. Please make my brown eyes blue. And she got into bed. I went to sleep. And the next morning, she woke up really excited to see her blue eyes. She shot out of bed, ran across the room, looked in the mirror, and looked at her eyes, still brown. And this went on and on and on. Until, finally, one day, she thought, right, I'm going to have to pray really hard tonight. So before she got into bed, she knelt down by the side of the bed, put her hands together and closed her eyes. She said, God, I really, really, really want blue eyes. Please, please make my brown eyes blue. Next day, she jumped out of bed, ran across the room to the mirror, looked in at her eyes, and guess what? They were blue. No, they were still brown. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's the end of the story. <clears throat> Of a rubbish story, that isn't it? (laughs) Fancy spending all that time praying for blue eyes, and you don't get blue eyes, you're still stuck with the brown eyes. I like brown eyes, but she didn't like brown eyes. So I say that's the end of the story, it's not quite the end of the story. So maybe near the end of the service, I'll ask you to come back up to the front and I'll tell you the end of the story as well. But for now, it's the end of the story, and God said no to that prayer. So, um, Abby is going to come up now. Um, so, this is our second story. I um, was going to read from our church Bibles. I think it's on page 959, if you want to, to follow any church Bibles.
1: If any of you have a different Bible, we're looking at um, Mark chapter 10, verse 46 onwards. It's the story of blind Bartimaeus receiving his sight. So, starting at verse 46...
0: That's more like it, isn't it? That's the kind of story we like. That's the kind of prayer we like. I don't know if Bartimaeus thought of it as a prayer, but it was, wasn't it? He was asking Jesus for something, and Jesus said yes, and he gave his eyesight back straight away, just like that. We like those kind of prayers, don't we? Um, but there's one more um, story that I want to to share with you, and that's um, this story. Now, this is a little bit like Bartimaeus' story. Um, this guy was blind. Again, we don't know all the details, uh, but we know um, he was blind, we know his friends brought him to Jesus, and we know they asked Jesus to make him see again. So, um, who thinks, put your hand up if you think that Jesus said yes and healed him straight away like that. couple, two or three, put your hand up if you think Jesus didn't heal him straight away. Split on this one, It's a tough one. I'll tell you what happened. So Jesus took his hands, and he put his hands on the man's eyes. And then he took his hands away, and he said, can you see anything? And the man had a look, and he'd been blind before. He said, well, I can kind of see something. I can kind of see shapes moving around, but they they look like men like trees. That's not right, is it? So Jesus put his hands on his eyes again, and he took his hands away, and he said, what can you see now? And he could see perfectly Jesus had healed him. But he had to wait a little bit to be healed. But he didn't have to wait long, did he? This man only had to wait a couple of minutes. But there are some stories in the Bible where people have to wait an awful long time for their prayers to be answered. So there's a story of a woman who was ill. And she touched Jesus' garment and she was healed straight away. But she'd been ill for 12 years. So that's a long time to be ill, isn't it? Um, Any of you remember the story of Joseph and his amazing coloured coat? Um, When Joseph was young, God gave him a vision and said he was going to be a ruler and people would bow down to him. But it was an awful long time before that happened. It was at least 10 years, probably about 13 years before Joseph became a ruler. And Abraham and Sarah, they wanted a baby. And God said, you'll have a baby. But they had to wait an awful long time. They had to wait about 25 years. So when we pray to God, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says yes, and sometimes he says wait. Let's just pray, shall we? And um, there, are, there aren't any tables at the back, but uh, there are some coloring things and puzzles if you want to go and grab one of those. Dear Lord Jesus, just um, thank you that you always listen to our prayers. We don't know why you sometimes say yes, sometimes no, and sometimes wait, but I pray that you'll help us to trust you, for Jesus' sake. Amen.
1: Just before the um,
0: children come up uh, for a couple of minutes, just to to finish off that story, uh, I just wanted to think for a few moments about our passage for today, in our season of Lent, um, Mark chapter 10, page 959, if you want to follow it, um, in the Church Bible, uh, the healing of of Bartimaeus. Um, It struck me, as I read through those verses, what a great model, of prayer it was. Obviously Jesus gives us the ultimate model of prayer, doesn't he, in the Lord's Prayer. But um, I think this whole story can also be used as a model, especially for intercessory prayer. So I just wanted to share a few of the thoughts that occurred to me as I read through it. The first thing um, we see is that Bartimaeus was a nobody. He was a nobody. <coughs> or was he? He certainly didn't hold any high office in society. He was a beggar. You don't get much lower than that, do you? And um, there were certainly plenty of people around Bartimaeus who thought he was a nobody. They didn't think he should be bothering Jesus. They were almost passionising, weren't they? Don't, don't shout out, don't bother. Jesus, leave him alone. Um, fortunately, he didn't listen. Um, yeah, but it's interesting what people thought of Bartimaeus. I wonder what we think of ourselves. I wonder what we think of ourselves. The sermon last week touched on it, didn't it? Um, Who is the greatest? And um, I wonder if we sometimes have an inflated view of ourselves, maybe get a bit proud. And the Bible warns us strongly about that, doesn't it? Don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. But I wonder if the opposite's true sometimes as well. I wonder if we can undervalue ourselves, based maybe on what we think of ourselves, on what other people think of ourselves. But ultimately, none of that matters, does it? It's what Jesus thinks of us that matters. Prayer is an open invite. Everyone matters to Jesus. Was Bartimaeus the nobody? No, absolutely not. The second thing we can see about this story is that Bartimaeus knew who to call on. He knew who to call on. I don't know what kind of education Bartimaeus had. It's possible he had uh, very little education. I don't know if he had vast knowledge. We just don't know. Um, But one thing he did know, he knew who to call on for help. He knew who to call on. He called on Jesus And um, I'm always amazed by some people in this church. The Bible knowledge is absolutely amazing, and it's inspiring, isn't it? We should try to understand our faith and know our Bibles as best we possibly can. But we can't all be academics. We can't all be theologians. But the important thing is that we know that we need Jesus. Bartimaeus certainly knew that he needed Jesus. The third thing we can see from this story is that Bartimaeus was determined. There was lots to discourage Bartimaeus from shouting out all the people around him, telling him to be quiet. And um, I wonder if there's any obstacles in our lives that sometimes stop us from calling out. Lives can be busy, can't they? We can have all sorts of obstacles that stop us from uh, reaching out to Jesus in prayer. It's tempting to rush through this um, point onto the next one, but I wonder if there's anything on your heart that you've never brought to Jesus in prayer. Just try to think about that for a moment. Is there anything on your heart that you really want to happen, either in your own life or in the lives of someone that you're close to that you've never brought to Jesus in prayer? What is it that's stopping you? And um, We all know that famous saying, you don't ask, you don't get. That's a, that's a biblical saying. Um, you do not have because you do not ask. Don't let anything stop you from being determined in prayer and reaching out to Jesus. The next thing we see is that Bartimaeus came humbly in his prayer to Jesus. Lord, have mercy on me, he said. Bartimaeus was in an unfortunate position, wasn't he? He had a disability. He was blind. And he was surrounded by people that weren't blind, that didn't have a disability. And um, maybe it would have been understandable if Bartimaeus had been a bit bitter. Maybe he'd have thought, God owed him something. Why should he be blind? All these people around me are not blind. And um, there's no getting around the fact that some people face all sorts of difficulties and trials in life, don't they? Some people really struggle. And it's the question we all struggle with, isn't it? The question of suffering and how we equal it with our faith. Um, I read a story recently um, about someone that went through some suffering and uh, I thought it was quite inspirational, so I just wanted to read it to you, uh, if that's okay. I want to take one minute. A one-year-old boy shattered his back, falling down a flight of stairs. He spent his childhood and youth in and out of hospital. Gavin Reed, the former bishop of Maidstone, interviewed him in church. During the interview, the boy made a statement. He said, God is fair. Gavin stopped him and said, how old are you? 17, replied the boy. How many of those 17 years have been spent in hospital? 13, he said. Gavin said, do you think that's fair? The boy replied, God has all of eternity to make you up to me. What a great attitude to have. Some things aren't put right in this life, are they? Some people face tasks and trials of all different kinds. But I pray that we can take comfort from the fact that we can look at things in the light of eternity One day, God will put all things right. What a day that will be. Bartimaeus wasn't demanding. He didn't think God owed him. He came humbly. Lord, have mercy on me. The next thing we see is that Jesus asked Bartimaeus to be specific in what he wants. What do you want me to do for you? Said Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? I always think um, we could have a whole series of sermons on the questions that Jesus fires back at the people that uh, approach him. It's a curious question, isn't it? Here's a a guy who's blind, goes to Jesus and says, have mercy on me. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? I would have thought it was quite obvious, really. Um, Could be wrong, but I suspect Jesus knew very well what Bartimaeus wanted him to do for him. But it's good to be specific, isn't it, in our prayers. It's good to think through what we're asking God for, what we want God to do in our lives and through us in our lives. It does us good to be specific. (coughs) And lastly, Bartimaeus prayed with faith. Rabbi, I want to see, he said. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. I heard someone say recently in um, a prayer pastoral situation that when we pray for things, God doesn't always do what we expect, but he does do something. When we come to God faithfully in prayer, God always answers. He always does something. Let's pray in faith. Let's pray expectantly. And let's pray safe in the knowledge that God will do something. Just before the children come up back to the front, let's, uh, let's just pray, shall we? Lord, thank you for the model of prayer that the story of Bartimaeus gives us. Help us to model it in our own life. Father, may we see ourselves as you see us. May we be determined in our prayer life. May we approach you humbly Help us to be specific in our prayers and help us to pray with faith. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Okay, if they're young people, if there's many of them left, if you want to come back up to the front, or are they all out now? (laughs) No, some still here. So, Amy's prayer for blue eyes. Well, Amy never got her blue eyes, and she was disappointed, but never mind, she grew up with her brown eyes, and she forgot all about her prayer for blue eyes. When she was 27, Amy travelled as a missionary to India. Um, She wanted to tell the people about God there, and she wanted to help some of the children, especially the ones that didn't have a mum and dad that were... Orphans, and they were treated quite badly by the people that should have been looking after them. So Amy wanted to go and help them, but she found it really hard to be accepted. She looked different. Um, she had to learn to dress differently. She wore the Indian dress, called sari. She sounded different, spoke a different language, so she had to learn Tamil, which I believe is very difficult to learn. She had to learn a whole new language, so she could speak to the people, and she had to behave differently as well. She had to learn all about the culture to fit in with the people of India. But eventually, they learned to accept Amy, and they loved her for all the kind things that she did. Here's, um, here's another picture of Amy in a sari. Um, and Amy achieved lots of fantastic things in India. So um, that picture at the top right, that's uh, a complex building that Amy had built to look after all the children that she cared for. Um, bottom right is the church she had built, where she could tell people about God. And um, there's a picture of some of the children um, that Amy worked with. And those are the actual children that Amy uh, spent time helping, or some of them. There were lots and lots of children. But one day, when she was sat, and all these children were sat around her, a bit like you all sat round me now, she looked down at all these Indian children, And they all looked back at her with big brown eyes. And it suddenly dawned on her that everyone in India had brown eyes. And she suddenly remembered her prayer for blue eyes. Now this was before the days of the internet. There was no TV. So these children had probably never seen anyone with blue eyes. And she suddenly wondered, I wonder if these children would have been able to accept me. Or would they have been a bit scared of someone with blue eyes? It was hard enough fitting in with all the other things She's had to change. It was the days before contact lenses. She couldn't have changed her eye colour. What would have happened if God had given blue eyes? All of a sudden, she was so glad that God had said no to her prayer. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says yes. And sometimes God says, wait, let's pray. And then we're finished. Dear Lord Jesus, we don't always understand why you do the things you do. Why you sometimes say yes, sometimes say no, sometimes say wait. But Lord, we thank you that you always want the best for us. Lord, thank you that you'll put everything right. Help us to be patient and to trust you. For Jesus' sake.
1: Amen.